If you only have a 401k, you're not getting the most for retirement. Wait, what? Add a Robinhood IRA on top, then they'll boost it by 3%. You can do that? And if you transfer in any retirement account, you get 3% on top of that. Is there a limit to the match? No limit. Robinhood Gold gets you the biggest contribution match of any IRA on the market. Sign up for Robinhood Gold at Robinhood.com slash boost by April 30th. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Match on transfers subject to additional terms and conditions. Robinhood Financial LLC, member SIPC. Monica Perez, your libertarian voice on News 95.5 and AM 750 WSB every Saturday from 3 to 6. So we're well into our conversation about uh, the news of the week, which is the Russian hacking scandal. Um, I personally think they didn't do anything. I think this is a witch hunt, just like Trump said. I do think he plays into the drama and the upshot, I think, this week anyway, these days, is that the drama is the point. The media wants the ratings. They want to be in the limelight and they want to come out looking good. So I think they have a plan and I'm really interested in watching it unfold. But also, as we just heard in the news at the top of the hour, Trump is on a on a tour. He started with Saudi Arabia is going to Israel. He's going to Vatican, the Vatican. And the news of the hour was that he uh, facilitated a, a deal with Saudi Arabia for arms of over a hundred billion dollars, well over a hundred billion dollars, a defense contract that he facilitated. And I just, as a libertarian have to comment that, uh, I believe in a very strong defense. I'm absolute uh, absolutist when it comes to the Second Amendment. I, I and I believe, I mean, ultimately, I believe in the sovereign citizen. But if you don't have that, I I believe that sovereignty should be respected. Countries should have very strong defense. We should have a very very strong defense. I think the federal government's basically only legitimate function, if it has one, is is collective security. But I feel like making defense contracts with other countries, selling them arms, we, spe- we spend year in and year out 50% of the world's defense budget. So we, our defense spending is equal to the rest of the world combined. And that, the sheer volume of our spending means that we have the super, super cutting edge stuff and no one could ever be a threat to us, except for if we sell it to them, you know? And people have been our friends in the past and uh and have turned out to be enemies casey's mom who tweets to me she she's adamant about uh saudi arabia's involvement in 9-11 i mean i i think as uh, a libertarian and if i were to even stipulate that the federal government has a legitimate function it would be defense and i actually think arming today's allies is is not actually in our defensive interest but that is a little bit off topic i do want to talk about uh basically because what's happening in the media is this he said, she said thing. The latest allegations, they appointed a special counsel to investigate whether, in fact, among other things, the whole Russian hacking thing. But one of the things they're going to look into is did Trump tell FBI director at the time, Comey, ask him to lay off his investigation of Flynn? 
Michael Flynn, the national security advisor who went down in the scandal. Another funny little thing, which is very provocative if it was true, was that supposedly, you know, more unnamed sources, Trump said to Lavrov, the foreign minister of Russia in the Oval Office, that he fired Comey. Comey was a nut job. Comey was crazy. And that this took the heat off of him, you know, relieved some pressure over the Russia investigation. Now, I, I, everything about this stuff, I say, isn't true. I even thought it wasn't true that Trump said, oh, look at Comey. He's more famous than me, only to discover that it actually was true. And maybe Trump fans these flames. So I really don't, I, I have to say, the way that mainstream media is just staking their reputation on this stuff being true, I, I'm horrified to think that some of it might be. But I want to know what you think. 404-872-0750. 1-800-WSB-TALK. You could tweet at me, at Monica Perez Show. I'm here with my producer, Binkley, who's got some uh, on-point tweets for us, I think. What do you got for me? Well, I have someone who, or Kate defends Europe, tweets that Perez is doing some anti-Trump propaganda. And wow. She, yeah, she puts the pictures of Trump with the Saudi king with that tweet. Oh, I did. I have to say, um, I discovered the most hilarious Twitter feed in the world. And it is not like George Carlin or dumb stuff my dad said. It's the <laughs> official Twitter feed of North Korea. I'm not kidding. <laughs> yes, I was just like, I wonder what North Korea says in their own defense, you know? So I was just like, what would be an English-speaking outlet for North Korea that I could just do some homework? <laughs> I find this thing. And it has, it, the, the tweet this morning I retweeted was Ted Cruz. They photoshopped a picture of Ted Cruz in like a polka-dotted che- male cheerleader outfit or something. <laughs> it says, Canadian Ted Cruz, blah, blah, blah. You know, yesterday was something Mitt Romney eating a gigantic ice cream. It's crazy. So one of the things I did kind of uh, impulsively retweet, and it was somewhat misleading, uh, Trump arrived in Saudi Arabia, and Saudi Arabia was giving him a medal, um, and he bent his head over so it looked like he was bowing the way Obama actually... I mean, I, I, I didn't really see if Obama's bow was also misrepresented. I really don't know, but I did retweet that. Oh, okay. I thought you were saying because I get such uh, vicious... People think I'm super anti-Trump. I'm not pro-Trump or anti-Trump. I don't think this is true. I totally think it's a witch hunt. And, oh, there was a, such a... North Korea had a hilarious tweet about the witch hunt comment. So, so funny. I didn't, I had, uh, <laughs> I'm glad you brought this up, Finkley, because I've got some, I got some great stuff here for this. <laughs> so Trump says, tweets earlier this week, this is the single greatest witch hunt of a politician in American history. Now, I totally don't think that's true. I think maybe Andrew Jackson, who destroyed the bank, the uh, federal bank, and was, I think he maybe and Nixon, people might say. Anyway, but North Korea tweets after that. It's M. It's DPRK underscore news at DPRK underscore news. It says this. Donald Trump announcement of witch hunt in United States confirms many stories concerning barbaric and superstitious United States people. So they like took it literally yeah. like there's witch hunts here, <laughs> like superstitious and barbaric witch hunts. I just and then after I read enough of these North Korean tweets, I was like, 
I think they were making fun. Like, I think they were kidding. You know? Like, no, I'm That's just great. really, I mean, talk about peeling the onion. These guys have got me just, I, I just real. It's so funny. So I, I did impulsively treat that, probably look bad. But I get plenty of grief for anything I say about Trump. And I know that you had discovered um, some Facebook stuff that I had posted a headline, a, a news, an article that that uh, I noticed a coincidence that Comey saying was something Comey had claimed um, uh, in a con- that he had a conversation with with Trump or whatever. There was a conversation Comey had in the Oval Office that was in dispute. And then a conversation Trump had with the Russians also took place in the Oval Office and also was disputed. And I thought they're going to this is all points to Trump's tweet. Comey better hope there are no tapes. And so I wrote an article saying, hey, these three things put together makes me think they're going to have a Watergate type investigation into potential tapes in the Oval Office. And even if there aren't any tapes, they're going to ask for them. And if they're not produced, it's going to be said, it will be said they were destroyed as Nixon considered destroying the Watergate tapes. I just saw all these parallels with Watergate. So I wrote a cute little, nice little, you know, <laughs> concise little article. It wasn't cute, but it was concise, pithy. And I, uh, I posted it on Facebook and other social media. And do you have some of what my response was there? Yeah, you, you seem to trigger one Facebooker. She, yeah, she said, PW, uh, she commented on it saying, well, go to hell with Monica. You idiots want to live in a socialist bubble? Question mark. Trump did nothing wrong, exclamation point. All right. So first of all, as a Catholic, I distinguish between vulgarity, which I use (laughs) beyond anything justifiable, and uh, cursing and swearing. I would never damn someone to hell. But anyway, so she damned me to hell. That hurt. But then a socialist bubble, I'm an anarcho-capitalist. Like, it couldn't, I, I scare Ron Paul. Like, there is no chance. I'm a socialist. What could that possibly mean? It's just anti-Trump is socialist? Is that it? Like, I deep guess. state is Obama? Not sure she knows the definition of socialism or socialist. Well, I am sorry if I'm triggering people. And I, and I, and I am. I don't enjoy it. I like to be. Somebody told me once when Obama was running the second time. Like, oh, you should be happy if Obama wins because then you can make fun of him being a socialist. And everybody will be on your side. So, like, I don't prefer and I don't make fun, but I don't prefer to uh, be critical, especially, you know, when the alternative is actually socialism. You know, you don't want to hurt your side. But I've got, you know, I've got a job to do. And that is to give my honest opinion. Yeah. A, a unique analysis, a libertarian perspective when when uh, that's suitable. So I'm going to keep on keeping on. Uh Guy says this, the Comey story is fake. I'm dying to hear what Guy has to say. I'm going to take it. I just take a quick break and then come back to Guy. If you want to call 800-WSB-TALK or you can tweet at me at Monica Perez Show. Monica Perez on News 95.5 at AM 750 WSB. Hi, today of 86. Tomorrow's high 79 and stormy. Weekend weather brought to you by Shoemate Heating and Air. And I have a truly hilarious correction to make. This just, this, I think this goes in the dork file. Like, I'm such a dork. I believed it. Tell me, Binkley, what tweet you just got. 
Well, Hackerman tweeted that the Twitter account you were just referring to... The North GP, Korean yeah. government Twitter account. It, it isn't real. It's a parody account and a very good one at that. Of course it's a parody account. Like how, you know, me and my truth star, and there it is. Like, what, really? They tweeted a picture of Ted Cruz in a, in a polka dotted outfit. Oh, my gosh. So, so hilariously funny. I completely believed it. I just st- I would just looked up North Korea's Twitter feed, and that's what came up. Oh, really? That was first? Yes, yes. So I just took it. And um, But what's funny is that I am such a not a communist that, like, that's what I think. Like, they're backwards and ridiculous and, you know, of course, living behind, you know, uh, their version of the Iron Curtain for decades. They, they think, you know, we really have witch hunts and all that. So that was pretty fantastic. Thank you very much. And I love being corrected in real time. Like, I absolutely love it because... I want to get the real word out there. And if it's after the show, there's not much I could do about it. So thank you for that. I will say it is so extremely hilarious, though, that it is worth following. It's at DPRK underscore news. So, oh, my gosh. I just really, I wake up thinking how. (laughs) I don't know if it'll be as funny now that I know it's not real. You wake up thinking about I woke up this morning (laughs) thinking, like, I have got to check that. So last night I was tweeting it. I woke up this morning because I thought it was real. (laughs) You know what I mean? <laughs> anyway, I am. I'm just a dork. Whatever. Okay. Uh, oh, let me see if I've got uh, time for a quick call. Guy and Marietta, you're on with Monica. Okay. <clears throat> yeah, I've been listening to your show for quite a while. Anyway, um, I think that that situation with Comey, he first I heard several weeks before he came out with the word intent. I heard one of the TV networks bring it up, and then I heard the others start to repeat the word intent. And I, I didn't think anything about it then, but then when he uses that word intent that she didn't, Hillary didn't have any intent, well, I realized, well, heck, if, if I run a red light and, and hit another car and someone dies, well, I didn't have any intent, so I'm not guilty. Yeah, that was, that was baloney. Uh, and, yeah. And anyway... Going forward, uh, not to be too verbose, I hope, but uh, so so he goes on there. He's got the cover of the five TV networks. He knows that before he uses the word. They wink, wink, and say, yeah, you can do this. So he goes and does it. So he yeah. says it. And then, and so now I'm looking at this situation, and it goes, I, I know there's, I can give you one glaring example way back when this was done. But when it was set up. But anyway, he now sees that he has their cover, and he goes and writes this memo because he knew he had done something that was totally illegitimate. Well, so he's going to make himself look okay by writing this memo and then telling his buddies at the FBI when he's... Uh, to, to leak it, maybe? That's very interesting where you're going, Guy. Absolutely. I'm up to a hard break, but I've got some great stuff from Comey that plays into what you're saying. Coming up next, this is Monica Perez. Monica Perez on News 95.5 at AM 750 WSB. It's from three to six. We are wrapping it up in the home stretch last half hour, but we've had a very lively discussion um, about what the Russian hacking thing is all about. I feel like this week's episode is where it really jumps the shark and it makes 
the entire media frenzy about the media frenzy. Like the, the, the question to me is, are the reports true or not? And then that's going to launch this whole mini series, special counsel. And we'll have some ambiguous testimony by Comey that'll just fan the flames. That's actually scheduled to coincide with Trump's return to the United States from his week and a half trip abroad. So they're actually going to wait until Trump can be here to tweet the whole thing. That's how I see it. I just see it as Jeff Zucker, the head of CNN, writing a storyboard or scheduling this, you know, putting the spring schedule up. Um, And I don't really take it lightly. People think I'm anti-Trump or I'm not serious enough. I don't take it lightly. But but when... um, you know, I see this stuff. It all looks like political theater to me. And right before the break, I had a caller who said the Comey thing seems fake. And when he does stuff, the media plays along. He knows they have his back. And I and for the longest time I did or or I think we all saw when he came out and got Loretta Lynch off the hook and said, well, we're just not, you know, the attorney general couldn't prosecute if she wanted to. Uh, Hillary's off the hook, even though she's bad and the AG doesn't have to worry about it. You know, that was his kind of bombshell in July that looked like he was serving Hillary's purposes. But then on October 28th, the October surprise that cost Hillary the election, according to Hillary herself, she says October 27th, she would have won October 28th. Comey came out, um, unsolicited. He came out and told Congress that, uh, he got Anthony Weiner's laptop and uh, and that there might be bad stuff on it <laughs> and that he would get back to them if it was or not. And that that just made this whole, you know, the, according to the common wisdom, it just got everybody horrified, fatigued, whatever it was against Hillary. And Hillary says that was the difference maker. Um, I actually think, don't we have, Binkley's here with me, don't we have, um, I think somebody tweeted a relevant point to this. What what did he say? Yeah, Chris tweeted, he asked, uh, isn't Anthony Weiner to blame for Hill Dogs Lost? He is the reason that Comey came out the second time, right before the election. Yeah, so the Russian hacking thing, I think the only other thing, I, I think the Russian hacking story is about them hacking the DNC, and maybe Podesta, that's a little more vague. I don't know. But these emails, which were already gone. So if she thinks October 27th was the difference maker, maybe she's saying it was cumulative. I don't know. But if October 28th was the big day, that was the day that Comey came out with uh, the Wiener laptop. And all he said that day was basically, we don't know what's on it. And... For me, when he said he had all hundreds of thousands of emails, I remember, I don't know if it was John McAfee or somebody, I actually have a quote I'll read to you from an, um, an article written by Wired Magazine, which is the tech magazine. But someone said that, that you could easily, like very easily, in an, you know very quick program to run would eliminate all the duplicate emails from the emails they already had. So they could quickly isolate any, any new emails from the Wiener laptop that you could then just examine in pretty short order. So my argument has always been, why did he come out on Sunday or whatever it was, October 28th, and say, uh, I don't know what's in these, but whoa, it could be bad. Why didn't he wait to see if he knew the answer and then decide whether it was bad and he should come out or it wasn't bad and he shouldn't come out? He described that in a hearing on May 3rd as his decision was whether to conceal something or not, but that's not how I read it. And he actually, 
Uh, I think he further misrepresents what happened. I think this is a total BS story, if you will, when he's in this May 3rd hearing to the Senate saying, you know, describing, getting into detail about these decisions he made and and painting a picture of the scenario, which I think is totally false. But why don't you listen to it? I'll give you my um, this uh, Wired article, which is, I think, totally on point. And you can tell me what you think. So uh, if we could listen to clip 14. My amazing people moved heaven and earth to do what was impossible, to get through those emails by working 24 hours a day, and then said, honestly, sir, we found tons of new stuff, doesn't change our view. And I said, are you sure? Don't do it just because you're under pressure. They said, we're sure. We don't believe there's a case against Hillary Clinton. And I said, then, by God, i got to tell Congress that, and no, I'm going to get a storm at me for that. But what I can promise you all along is, I said to people, you may think we're idiots, we're honest people. That actually is very important that this guy's whole thing, he was chosen because he was a Boy Scout. He was chosen because he pushed back on Bush for warrantless wiretapping. The special counsel stood Robert Mueller, who was at the time the FBI head, stood shoulder to shoulder. Well, that's not possible because Comey's 6'8", but he, he stood with him, beside him, in this pushback. So these guys are just the most honest guys in Washington, by golly. You know, that that's just, they. you can trust, they're, they're just Boy Scouts. They could be wrong, but, but, you know, they might be idiots, but they're not jerks. So, so but I always called BS on that because I, I, there's just, I, I mean, it did not take eight days to go through these. So let me read you so being that I kind of thought that already, I just I thought it was McAfee, John McAfee, the famous antivirus guy and uh, alternate you know, news hero. He was a libertarian candidate for president. But he I thought it was he who said it, but maybe it wasn't. This is the, the quote from Wired. The real question, wrote cybersecurity consultant Rob Graham in his blog, isn't how the FBI managed to conclude its investigation in eight days. It's how it managed to take so long. Computer geeks have tools that make searching the emails extremely easy, wrote Graham. Given those emails and a list of known email accounts from Hillary and Associates and a list of other search terms, it would take me only a few hours to reduce the workload from 650,000 emails to only a couple hundred, which a single person could read in less than a day. And that was my impression of it. And that's why it makes me nuts when these guys... Uh, act like they live in this other world where everybody doesn't have a, a computer. We have my phone could launch the moon landing, you know, like that's literally true. Like has a computer power. <laughs> that's a whole nother question. <laughs> <laughs> so I just feel like I don't I'm not buying it. And, and but this is what blew Hillary up. So this onion has many layers. Then I start to wonder at some level. Only 1% of me even wonders this, but 1% of me does wonder if Hillary was was in on it, that she knew that she that she was a shill for Trump. Whoa. I can't even say that out loud. That <laughs> sounds crazy even to me, but uh, but it's possible. So let's do some calls. I'm going to Debbie in Athens. Debbie, you're on with Monica. Hey, Monica. Um, I hope you're doing good. I'm just calling about a comment you made earlier about you know, the stuff that gets said, you know, in the in the Oval Office, you know, like Comey's a nut job or anything like that. You know, I'm an executive and, you know, we say all kinds of crazy things in the boardroom. And, and you know, if you make it to that level, you, you've got a good spine on you. And that kind of stuff is just not that big of a deal. And, and the media is making way too big of a deal about that. I think the bigger story is the leak. 
Who's leaking it? Who's leaking those things? I'm sure I've said things that would just curl your toes sometimes, you know, and hurt people's feelings. But, you know, that's, yeah. that's just the way it is up there in the, in the C-suite. <laughs> I want to I want to pick your brain though because I think I understand the analogy obviously you know we're talking about the chief executive of the country basically but I look at the our roles as different I feel like those guys and, and now I understand what you're saying about the leaks it is pretty crazy I mean how many people were in that room when he was with the Russian ambassador uh, that you couldn't figure out who it was who was saying it I I think you obviously could but when I think about the leaks, like the focus on the leaks, I wonder if there's um, if it misdirects us, because for me, I don't want people telling my private things. I don't want them reading my emails, but the government works for us. So I think they should have special permission to keep things private and that that we should really have access to everything the way you would as a as a, a senior executive look at the emails on the house account or the phone calls when I worked at a bank. They had they could pull your phone calls. They could pull your emails because I worked for them and these people work for me, I feel like. So I, I kinda want I want to hear what's going on. I would I think it should be a matter of open record. I don't think it should be leaks. Sure, sure. But then you've got you know, you've got some things that are said that some people just don't understand. If you're making a deal or if you're, you know, trying to be a little tough on someone or maybe trying a different tactic. I mean, you know, the average person might not understand what you're trying to do because they don't have the history of the conversation. So Yes, I agree. And the stuff is taken completely out of context. Right, right. But, but as yeah. a, yeah, good. No, I just say the bigger story to me is just who's leaking. I was in the military as well. And, and I mean, I worked in, in a top secret security registry um, in NATO. And, I mean, if I would have done some of the things that are going on right now, I'd be in a jail cell. I'd seriously be in a jail cell. Yes. So, and that actually, you know, it's just, yeah. um, you know, I, I, this day of social media and phones and, you know, everything else, there's just nothing that's private. I think some things need to be private. Yes, I, I understand what you're saying. And they're they're especially at times of war, there are legitimate topics of national security that we that you can't blab because it is a problem. Uh, it can make us less secure. But I think that's an inherent problem as a libertarian. I have to identify that our government has its fingers in too many pots. We consider every single thing a matter of national security. We think that we have like, why is why is Trump facilitating a deal between private defense contractors and Saudi Arabia. Yes, they have to have permission because we need to screen them for national security purposes. I get that. But I, but I feel like there is almost nothing should be private. The government should have practically no power whatsoever. Go back. And unless there actually is a declaration of war, we don't we're not in a position like that. If you go back to the constitutional powers and the Bill of Rights, there would be so little I wish we could go back to the Articles of Confederation because they did not allow the government to tax. And if you don't let, allow the government to tax, it cannot grow. And that really, I feel like that was the end of the American experiment, like eight years after it started. But I, I feel like it, this is a symptom of a government that has too much power, too little accountability. There's too much danger because there's so much power concentrated at the top. There there are so many um, national security issues because we we cause trouble in so many places by blowing up Middle Eastern governments that even just letting the uh, opening the jail cells, you get people rushing out that spread the terrorism. So I feel like maybe a little more accountability and transparency would make them explain if you don't understand what they're doing, make them explain it unless they get special permission to keep it quiet. But that's uh, that's a radical 
position, and uh, I don't even say I represent all libertarians that way. Uh, how about just give me, can, Wes, uh, I have to take a break, but can you give it to me in 30-second nutshell? What do you got? Yeah, sure, Ken, Monica. Thanks for taking the call. Enjoy your show. Just wanted to get your thoughts on why um, President Obama, when caught on a hot mic right before the 2012 election, why he wasn't um, investigated for any kind of collusion. Or I mentioned that earlier. On. He actually oh, said, sorry, I missed that. Sorry yeah, oh, that. yeah, he actually said to the Russians after right. the election, I'll be more flexible about missile defense. Right. I mean, it's like if this is bad, that's treason. I'm not saying it was treason, but it could have been. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. I missed it earlier, but that's my point. Was, yeah, it's there's great. More, there's more evidence there than there is going right now. I just wonder why none of that was. I mean, I know Absolutely. why, but I just thought I'd get your opinion. <laughs> yes, thank you. Well, I said it so long ago because I basically opened the show with this idea that uh, that it is a witch hunt. Trump said this is a witch hunt. It is a witch hunt because if it was a genuine investigation, we would have the proof, we'd have the facts, and the allegations don't even implicate Trump. The allegations are that the Russian government came in from the outside, hacked into some emails, and then disseminated them, and also disseminated disinformation on their own propaganda outlets and on social media. There's not even a suggestion of Trump's collusion, whereas Obama actually says, hey, let's wheel and deal on actual issues of defending our allies, and, uh, and it didn't get any media coverage. So obviously this is political. No matter which side you're on, clearly there is, uh, to use a hackneyed phrase, a double standard. Thanks for the call, Wes. Uh, wrapping it up after this, this is Monica Perez. Monica Perez on News 95.5 at AM 750 WSB. Storms and a high of 81 forecast for monday as the work week begins but that could change so stay tuned to wsb for weekend weather brought to you by shoemate heating and air i gotta tell you binkley as we wrap up the show i cannot stop laughing that i got uh snagged by the north korean the fake north korean twitter (laughs) feed i could just i'm just cracking up I got caught by fake news in real time but it's that funny it's that it was a it's a parody that i fell for it it's still so funny, though. You have to follow it. You absolutely have to follow it. It's cracking me up. you got to see the picture of Julian Assange they just put up there a little while ago. Oh, really? I did. I saw them retweet something like he's now free to rape more Swedes. You know, I was like, wow, <laughs> that's pretty aggressive, you know, like to say that. So uh, I, that should have been my clue that it isn't real. Anyway, <laughs> and hopefully I didn't do any permanent harm to my credibility. But uh, it might have been worth it because that is just... <laughs> That's just so hilarious. It's at DPRK underscore news. And I am at Monica Perez show. And Binkley is at Freedom Active Radio. We have fun on Twitter. We had fun here today. Um, I thank DeMarco and Rachel and Binkley for having uh, making this a very amusing and enjoyable show. And we will be back next week from 3 to 6. Binkley, why don't you tell people how they can l- listen to... The podcast of this show and also the show that you and I do, Propaganda Report. They can go to PropagandaReportDaily.com and there's a little Apple icon and a Google Play icon on the right that they can click on and our shows are posted there. That's awesome. And we do actually continue this conversation like literally night and day on Twitter. (laughs) Also Facebook. So I guess uh, Facebook is getting a little nasty lately, though, I must confess. So but you can come. I I think I'm uh, I think I can take it. And uh, of course, we will be back next Saturday from three to six. This is Monica Perez, your libertarian voice on a WSB. Tax day is coming. Oh, no. 
But if you sign up for Robinhood Gold's IRA with a 3% match, you can get up to $195 for the 2023 tax year. Oh, yeah. Sign up at Robinhood.com slash Boost by Tax Day to get the biggest contribution match on the market. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Robinhood Financial, LLC, member SIPC. 